0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Latina Investors. So, in this episode, I want to talk to you about the three wealth vehicles. So, there are different ways to build wealth, and you've likely heard people talk about them, but I wanted to really like take an episode to give an overview of each one and kind of let you know where I'm at in terms of like tapping into each of these wealth vehicles. The reason why I think this is important is because there is definitely like a lot of ways to build wealth, but I think for me, understanding that there are different avenues to take and the pros and cons of each avenues and the timeline and trajectory that I can expect from each avenue has been so eye-opening and it's really helped me determine like man like how do I want to pursue financial freedom like what does that look like for me specifically and then also like how do I kind of go beyond what was taught to me and like deconstruct the ideas that were told to me to be able to pursue these three vehicles so that's kind of what this episode is going to be about. And I went on a run yesterday and I was like mid run thinking through like, man, if I could give myself any advice, um, like my, if I could give like my 22 year old self advice, like what would it be in terms of like investing or, you know. kind of making these money moves early on, like what would they be? So I'll maybe also talk about that as well. If it all fits in, and I have time. If not, I'll do a whole other podcast episode on that, but okay, let's get started. Um, so there are three big wealth vehicles. It's the stock market, um, entrepreneurship and real estate. so let's talk about the stock market first. The stock market is a really great place for you to start making your money work for you. Um, for me, I like to think about this as like you actually turning your paychecks into like long-term wealth. Um, because the way that you use the stock market is you have to have some, you know, um, some money that is coming in to your checking account that is. The leftover after you have paid all your bills, paid for your life necessities, given yourself like discretionary spending money, when you go over that and you kind of, you know, pay for everything that you need to pay for and you have that leftover, whatever that is for you, it's going to depend on, you know, a lot of things, um, your job, the season of life you're in, your financial circumstances, all of that. That is the part of your paycheck that can build you wealth. And so for me, it's like the easiest step to starting to build wealth because the stock market is a vehicle that is truly passive. And I'm going to talk about like passive income and what that means and a lot of people like it's a kind of a buzzword but I'm going to introduce it here with the stock market because the stock market is legitimately the only wealth vehicle that you can put money in and your money is going to create money without you having to do really anything other than hit submit order (laughs) right like it's it's so great and and that's like the first step that a lot of people can take to starting to create wealth and starting to make money without actually working starting to like have their money make money so that's like the biggest pro to the stock market Um, another pro is that it's um, you know you can do it like continuously meaning like you because it's so passive you can do it every month. So a lot of times when people think about investing, they have this like mentality where it's like, "Oh, I have like $10,000 and I have to invest." But really like you can and should be investing uh, normally regularly, whether it's like once a month, every quarter, um, every year, like it's not a process that's like one and done. I think a lot of times what people think is like, oh, I have, you know, like I have $10,000. I'm going to invest it once. And then I'm going to see And what happens with it? And then I'm gonna sell my investments and then I'm gonna like have that money. Like, yeah, sure, that could be something that you do, but you wanna think about using this wealth vehicle long term and you wanna create um, like a large enough amount of money where once that's large enough, compound interest takes over and starts creating money for you without you having to work for it like your money is now working for you in the stock market passively and you know when you build up a, a large amount of money now you can live off of that without af- having to work for most people um they're gonna create this with time. That's the biggest thing with invest investing in the stock market is you have to give yourself ample amount of time. So I'm I'm talking like at least ten years, and then it depends how much you actually put in the market to work for you. That's gonna determine how much you have. Um, but this is a really great wealth vehicle to utilize for retirement or even sooner than that. Um, there's a whole movement called the fire movement where people are like super serious about this particular wealth vehicle and they save like 80, 90% of their income to create a large amount of money working in the stock market. And they, their aim is to get it to get that number to be so big that they create financial independence from just their money working in the stock market. So there's a whole movement of people who are like gung-ho on this particular wealth vehicle. So um, so yeah, that's one of the biggest pros is that it's passive. Um, uh, the cons here, and I wouldn't even say cons, it's more of like cons compared to the other wealth vehicles, are that it, it does take a while, right? Like you are essentially... Um uh revolving everything around the average market growth, and the stock market grows on average roughly around like. Nine, I can't remember exactly what it is like nine point eight six percent to ten percent, but let's just say ten percent on average, um, and that's a ten-year average, right? So some years the stock market might return like twenty-seven percent, other years it's returning thirteen percent, other years it's negative eight percent, right? And so we can't go off of like what is the average it returns every year because we. We don't know. It depends on whatever's going on in the world, the economy, you know. Um, But a 10-year average, we know based on the last like 40 years, it's going to be 10%. So even if there are high highs and low lows, if you keep your money invested in the stock market, you can expect it to grow 10%. So because we know that, we use that as the gauge and the marker, the pace at which your money is growing at. Um, now compared to entrepreneurship or real estate, a 10% return is not going to be as high as what you can get from the other two. So, so that's kind of a thing to consider is that like the stock market can give you consistent returns, but it also are not as high as you can get from starting a business or buying real estate. And you typically are not um, creating enough passive income every month from the stock market to like pay you out, you know, ten thousand, five thousand dollars a month. Um, it's you re- you require a lot of money invested to get to that point, point. and so that's what I kind of mean. Like it's gonna take a while to kind of build up this portfolio, build up this um, investment through this wealth vehicle to know exactly uh, or to to be able to like live fully off of it so those are kind of the pros and cons is like pro it's truly passive con it takes a while and the growth is 10% which could be small relative to the other wealth vehicles okay cool um but this for me is going to be the first like starting point for most people because it because it truly is passive. Now there is a little bit of a learning curve, but again, compared to the learning curve for entrepreneurship in the stock market, it's still it's still not bad. Um, this is what I do inside one-on-one money coaching with my uh, clients. We turn their paychecks into actual wealth, and then I also expose them to you know the the intro to like entrepreneurship and real estate investing. Okay. Switching gears to the second wealth vehicle would be entrepreneurship. I'm not doing these in order. These are just kind of like how I'm ordering them in my head. Um, Entrepreneurship is a wealth vehicle because the amount of money that you could make by turning your ideas into dollars is uncapped, meaning you, you don't have an income cap, right? Like when you have a job or you have a nine to five and they're, you know, like saying, Hey, we're going to pay you, you know, $75,000 a year, a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's kind of the cap. Now, obviously you're going to work to like increase your income, switch careers, you know, go work up the ladder or whatever. Um, but you're always going to be met with a cap. Whereas in entrepreneurship, you get to create that, right? And so that's a super, super lucrative thing. And a, like a big con or a big pro in, is that there is no income ceiling. Another um, pro for this wealth vehicle is that it doesn't take you that long. It, it doesn't, um, I, don't, I don't want to say, I want to say this correctly, The timeline for creating a large amount of wealth through entrepreneurship is and can be smaller, like shorter, whereas like the stock market, remember how I said, like because you're only growing at 10% roughly every year, it's going to take you a couple of decades. Now, obviously it's depending on how much money you're putting in there, but in entrepreneurship, because you're in control of the growth, you know, to a certain degree, Um, you can become a millionaire in like five years, maybe less than that, depending on your business idea, you know, and how well it went. Whereas in the stock market, it's going to take you longer than that. Right. Again, it depends on how much you put in, but that is the appeal to entrepreneurship. There are so, so many people that focus on just building out and creating a business and that business creates so much wealth for them in a shorter time frame. And that is the way that they build and grow wealth. Now you know, once they build a business, they use some of their profits and their money to redirect and kind of diversify their wealth vehicles. So they might like put a chunk to the market and now they have like two wealth vehicles kind of working for them. Um, so that's kind of like the pros and cons of entrepreneurship. Um, another like maybe con would be that it is it does take a lot of like work upfront. So if you have an idea turning into a business that is making money and, and, you know, bringing in revenue, it doesn't happen overnight. And so you have to learn the skill sets of marketing and selling, and you have to kind of want to learn those things. Right. And so even kind of listening to this, if you're like, yeah, it's just not my thing, one. That's okay. Um, everybody is going to be wired differently. There's people that don't want to do that, don't have an interest, and they're like, I just, I'm a career girly. Like, I just want to go up the ladder and like do my job well, and I love my field. And like, if that's you, this might not be a wealth vehicle that you, you know, would want to use. On the other hand, or kind of like my add-on would be, but I also think it's so important for everybody to kind of diversify their income streams. And to me, this is the one of the best, personally, my own opinion, it's, it's the best wealth lever to To like be in wealth vehicle to be in. And so, even if you're like, hey, I don't want to build a full blown business, how do you still create dollars from your idea? Right? Like, how do you do that in a way that lines up with your interests, lines up with your, um, uh, personality uh, how do you create you know maybe m- maybe you don't have a front-facing business where you're the voice and you're selling and marketing but you do run like an etsy shop or you do um maybe do like va work like things that that are going to give you extra streams of income i think are worth exploring and looking into um aside from your career so so that would be kind of my like my my two cents on this wealth vehicle is that I know it's not for everyone, but even if you have the inkling of idea, I think it is worth exploring cuz it it's just going to help you so much and be so beneficial to have this like stream of income coming in from your business. Not to mention, once you have a business that you can open an LLC and an LLC will give you just a lot of options for, you know, um uh, like deducting expenses from your business there's like different tax um benefits that you get from having an LLC and so this is a wealth vehicle that is super worth looking into very important and kind of the biggest pro here is there is no income ceiling um and you can you know, because of that, you can create wealth in a shorter amount of time, in a shorter timeline than the stock market. The biggest con is it's a lot of um, upfront work and it does require you to, you know, gain some skills that maybe you don't know yet. So those are the two. Now moving on to the third one, it would be real estate investing. So real estate owning property, that would be a, the third wealth vehicle that a lot of people use to, Um, to build wealth and so the way that you create wealth through real estate and property is to buy properties and your properties are either going to grow in appreciation right like i bought it for 200,000 and now it's 250,000 that's the way that you grow money by owning real estate another way is that you buy properties that are cash um producing or income producing assets meaning like you buy a duplex and um, that duplex pays you enough to cover the mortgage of that duplex and then gives you some profit left over. and so this is another way to build wealth because essentially what you're doing is you are taking money to buy this property so likely you know i'm just making up numbers here what if like let's say you save fifty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars for a down payment on a duplex you buy that duplex your monthly mortgage is like two thousand dollars but you rent each of those apartments or duplexes for two thousand dollars a month each you pay one of those um One of those rents goes towards paying the mortgage. The other one goes to upkeeping the house or the duplex. And then like, you know, the leftover is like profit for you. So in that scenario, this is another way that your money is working for you. That $30,000 has created roughly $2,000 of income every single month. Plus that property is appreciating. So now you used your money that you saved to like create you almost like another working income, right? Like that property is working for you. It's generating $2,000 a month and it's growing in value. So this is another way people start building wealth is they, they, um, they use money to make money. Um, and, and the biggest uh, pro here is that it is a uh wealth vehicle that um that could give you large sums of money through rental income in ways that a, a business is not going to do right like like yes you can create revenue through your business but it's a little different than you know the math kind of almost works a little bit more neat, whereas a business, you're like, oh, I have to generate $20,000 of revenue this month and you know this much is going to taxes and this is going to investments and this is going to expenses and then I can pay myself this. That's a little bit different of a math equation than like putting this chunk to get a mortgage, that mortgage is this amount, do I have enough rental income to cover the mortgage, the upkeep of the property, and then like pay myself the, the difference. It's a little bit like easier to manage in terms of like calculating like the profit that this will give you long term. It's not as fluctuating, right? Like your rental income is not going up and down every month. Your expenses are not going up and down every month. So it's a little easier to kind of, you know, uh, project what this would be. So that's a pro. A con would be that it takes, it takes a, Either a large amount of knowledge or a large amount of money to actually buy this property. So, I kind of will go two ways here. And um, if you're saving a down payment for a rental property, you're gonna have a you're gonna need to have a large chunk of money to to do that. Now, there are ways to kind of hack this where you could buy a duplex like as a home owner meaning like you are saying like hey i'm actually gonna live in this duplex and this is called like um house hacking where you um you you know buy the property live there and the reason why it's important to live there is if you live there your down payment for this property won't be as high as if you actually buy it as a rental property um and you live there for i can't remember how long it is but i think it's like at least a year maybe a little bit more and great you get the loan live there for a year the person pays your rent or living expenses you get a little bit left over and you kind of like do that as a hack for for a year then you move to another place if you want to and do repeat the process all over again um so oh i can't remember where i left off hold on i had to go back and listen and i was like how did i get in this um in this place um so that's a Like one way in which you need like a large amount of money to kind of get in. Like um, you might need more money if you're buying it as a real estate investor. You might need less money if you're buying it as like I'm going to actually live there when I said you need a large amount of knowledge is there are ways for you to buy properties or like get in on properties without actually like needing a whole lot of money, but you still need access to money. And so I don't want to get too in the weeds here, but like there are real estate investment strategies that allow you to like get into a property, use different financial products like mortgages, uh, HELOCs, line of credits to essentially like buy a property, flip it, own it, like rent it. And then like when it's all said and done, you quote unquote bought it with no money, but you still needed access to money to kind of make these deals. And so this kind of opens another can of worms to real estate, right? Like the business side of real estate. There's flippers, there's short-term rentals that you could do. There is um, wholesaling. So there's a lot of ways for you to like, um, build wealth through the business side of real estate. Um, and so that's the part where I'm like, oh, it requires a lot of, um, like knowledge, like understanding of how does a business side of real estate work? How do I use certain financial products to create and be strategic with properties and build wealth in, in these avenues? So, so yeah, that's what I mean with those two things. Um, and, and real estate is, is the vehicle that I don't really have like a foot in yet. My parents do own um, real estate; uh, multi, uh, they own a duplex and a quadruplex, um, and so I've been able to see what the management of real estate is, and how, you know how to go about like, you know, managing a property and making sure everything is you know good. Um, I don't have like deep knowledge because I only did it for like I think a month uh, when my parents like needed support and help. Um, but it, it is not as passive as people may think. Like a lot of times people think like, oh yeah, like I just have property and like I collect rent and it's all great. <laughs> and yes, like there's definitely months like that, but you do have to still kind of manage things, right? Like tenants have requests, like you have to upkeep the property. Maybe there's like lawn service, like there's still Act like an active management that you have to have for this property. Whereas if you go back to like the stock market, like literally you're doing nothing. You're just sending money to the stock market. It's growing for you and then that's it. Now, the con is you're going to have to wait a while for that to kind of build up and that 10% will add up over time. Whereas a rental property, you are going to see more of that money coming in in the short term but you need more money to get in right like you're going to need a couple thousand or you're going to need to understand the business side and how to leverage certain tools to like make these deals and and make it work Um, which I know, I mean, I don't personally know, but I follow this girl on Instagram and I could put her in the show notes. Um, but she was an engineer and then like learned about real estate investing and like creating wealth through, um, just buying a lot of properties. And I think in the last, like I want to say three years she's become a full-time real estate investing investor and I think she has I mean I don't know this is my best guess at least 10 properties probably more um but she she was someone who had a little bit of startup, I believe, and then like got really, really knowledgeable about the business side of it and learned how to get deals, learned how to leverage, you know, all these different tools to kind of get her first deal. And then, you know, that one fueled her second one. And so there's a whole like world out there about real estate investing. So it's definitely a very popular wealth vehicle, but it just depends. Like some people are like, more into it um you know like also risk tolerance is going to like play a big role in like what real what vehicle you want to kind of pursue um and it might just be like a combination of everything right like for me i started with the stock market like hey this one seems like you know, it, like I do have to have a learning curve of like understanding how it all works. But uh, once I figure that out, like my money is working for me and it's generating more money. And then I moved into entrepreneurship. Like, what does it mean to start a business? What does this look like? What are the skills? And like, I think for me, I've always known I have wanted to start a business. Like I, I just love it. I just love entrepreneurship. I love marketing and business. Um, so it really aligns with my interests already. And I just so happen to find like an idea that I'm also really passionate about beyond, you know, just business. Like I, I like I find so much. It's so rewarding to do what I do with my clients and help them understand money. Um, and just like like see more that is possible in their life because they have such a handle and confidence on their money. I, I'm like, even thinking about my client today, we like wrapped up our call and she's like, I just feel more confident. Like, I just feel like I can, I can do anything. Like I can build wealth. I can use the stock market. I can use my money. I can spend it. I can save it. Like I felt like when I started working with you, I just was so scared. I didn't want to talk about it. It was so uncomfortable. And now I'm like, wow, I am thinking about passing down wealth to my like kids, which is not even something that I thought was even remotely possible for me. And so for me, that is so rewarding to like be able to like help someone get there, like help someone um, you know, do that. And and yeah, and so I, I share that to say that. It's very fulfilling for me to be in the in the vehicle of entrepreneurship because I found a business that is not just, you know, like I feel like has a deeper, more profound vision and, um, and mission to it. Um, so that's kind of like the two that I started with. Um, and then the third one that I'm like looking to, to learn more about and get in on is real estate investing. And so that is kind of my third goal. And I'm wanting to, you know, figure out like, all right, what area of real estate do I want to get into? Um, I, uh, again, going back to that girl, I, I, gosh, her name is Amelia. I'll put her in the, in the description. Um, she had this program where it was like, Create your buy box which is essentially she like exposed you to like different like strategies in real estate and um and like kind of introduced you like here's what you kind of what, like what i'm doing here but like um more niche in that arena um She was like okay if you're like this type of person here are the pros and cons to this strategy if you're like like this type of person here are the pros and cons to this strategy and so that was really really helpful because it helped me see like oh like i think i want to be a flipper (laughs) which sounds so um so crazy but like yeah i think like for me the idea of flipping houses although it is very time and labor intensive um i i feel like i would i would like that um especially me and jared like as we think through like you know what would that be so that would be one the other one would um be you know getting a um i want to get like a mother-in-law suite which is like a, a house where part of it is like it's it's almost like a house but like two dwelling spots Um, that's what they, they typically call them like mother-in-law suites. And the reason why is because I'm like, oh, this would be really easy to rent. Um, and you'd live on one portion of the house and then kind of rent the other portion. So that's kind of what I'm in the process of doing is like looking in my market for deals and learning just like watching YouTube videos, like following people on Instagram and just kind of exposing myself to learning while at the same time saving for a down payment or enough of a down payment to get me started. And so, so yeah, I think like if you think through, like if you're listening to this and you're like, man, like I I would like to get into all of them. Like, I think you could, um, I think there are people that kind of, um, do all of them. There's people that like really double down on like one, like one of the wealth vehicles. Like I know people that are like fully, like I am using the stock market as my way of retiring. I am full blown fire and like, i'm doing this hardcore and they don't really care about the other two there's people that are really just focused on starting and growing their business and then once their business has created the cash flow they maybe diversify which is important i don't think your business should fully be your wealth vehicle like it's it has the potential to give you a lot but then diversify for sure but these people really work on investing in their skill of earning first so that they know how to, like, create businesses that, you know, consistently and continuously bring in the amount of money that they want to. Um, so that's another strategy. And then the third one is, like, you know, and you see this on TikTok and in Facebook and Instagram, like, these people that are, like, gung-ho on, like, real estate investing. And, like, this is... Um, the, the thing that I want to do. And then obviously like you can pick and choose like how to mix and match these, but yeah, I just wanted to share this with you. Um, because I think it's really good to have conversations like this because I didn't really like start thinking about this stuff until like way later. And I'm like, man, this is like what rich people talk about. <laughs> we should all be talking about it too. And, um, and so, yeah, I wanted to like, at least kind of expose you to the ways in which you can, can start doing that. Um, Yeah, like turning our paychecks into wealth, turning our uh, ideas into dollars, and turning our savings into property. Like, what would that look like? Um, And... And yeah, so I hope this was really helpful for you, got you kind of the gears turning, got you uh, thinking about these things. Um, but I think the biggest thing that you want to focus in right now, like it might be like, okay, green Andrea, like how am I gonna get started on that? Like what, where do I even start? The biggest and best place for you to start is with your personal finances, right? Because all of these vehicles require you to know and understand money. You need to be really like, just knowledgeable about your own personal finances, right? Like how much is my life costing me? How much am I bringing in? What's the margin that I have to build wealth and start investing? Like that fundamentally is going to help you get started with the stock market. Business, like how much do I have in capital to start this business? How much do I need once my business starts generating revenue? How do I organize my money systems in order for my my revenue to actually create um you know a sustainable business a lot of times entrepreneurs get into this cycle of like they know how to make money but they don't know how to keep it they don't know how to grow it they don't know how to like create stability from it so again this is where financial literacy and an understanding of your personal finances and and the importance of that does come in and then real estate same thing like you have to kind of be aware of like how money works how to leverage certain products how you know how to make these numbers work and all of it comes from just your confidence and your knowledge about money right like it's it's embedded in all of these wealth vehicles like the the skill of knowing your personal finances and understanding and feeling confident is the foundation and the fundamentals that kind of makes all of this work. So that is what I do inside one-on-one money coaching. So if you're like, "Hey, like I want to get there. Like I want to be in a place where I feel really confident." Start there. Start by like understanding your personal finances, um and understanding the wealth ve- the first wealth vehicle which is the stock market. So inside one-on-one, that's what we do. I help you get really organized with your finances so you c- get a clear understanding of what's happening and then we decide well technically you decide but i like help you um uh, you know, asking you questions of like, you know, how do you want to do it. Um, you decide how much of your money, how much of your paycheck you're going to use to create wealth. And in four months, we just work through that. By the end, you'll feel really confident about your finances. You'll feel really good about your spending. You'll feel really great that your money is actually working for you and growing. Um, and yeah, you kind of will, you'll get started with this. Um, I also, you know, have helped clients create more money, like bring in more money, start their, their businesses in, in a small way and kind of gotten started in that direction. Um, and then just expose yourself and share my own story and real estate. So So yeah, it's a great place to, to really have just like someone to bounce ideas off of someone to guide you in the areas that I feel really good and proficient in, and just take a step in the direction that you want when it comes to your finances. Um, Because it, it doesn't have to be as scary or intimidating as maybe it feels right now. Like there is, there is like a possibility in a realm in which like you could just be thriving with money all it all it might take is just like someone sitting down with you and like week by week helping you move towards the vision that you see for yourself right and that's what we do inside one-on-one so if you're interested go ahead and go to my instagram at building.gen.wealth click the link in my bio and go ahead and set up a call to talk because i would love to just help you just like help um support you in in that growth um i'm super passionate about it. And I know that, um, I know you want to be living a life where like your money is growing and working for you and, and you just create more peace and confidence with your finances. And I want you to have that. So yeah, that is it for this episode guys. Um, if you haven't already go ahead and leave me a five-star review. I would love that, but yeah, I will see you next week. Bye.